Greetings, salutations, and positive vibrations. This is another installment of All In with Atlas United. I am your host, as usual, Mr. Nick Maitland, football journalist and extraordinaire, King Roots, the Roots King, the number one Roots man. And in the Roots jungle, this blessed day is none other than a good bright dream, Mr. Kyle Brathwaite. He is the fitness coach. He's also a player at Atlas United. He's an all-rounder, to use the cricket term. And we want to welcome him into All In. Mr. Kyle Brathwaite, how you doing, man? The part is... Kyle. Yeah. Were you as long you hear my intro there just now? Yeah, I respond. Yeah. I ain't hear nothing. You listen, man. What software <laughs> you using? I'm using a Samsung, big man. Jeez. This I'm is using an white. <laughs> you bought there upon a Samsung. All right, man. Listen. You you can hear me, right? Yeah. Good. So let me let me let me talk about something serious because I find that you you phone like you want to sabotage this nice podcast. So let me let me go down the road, sweet, right? Now, yeah. Apart from your choice of phone, you went to a pretty good <laughs> secondary school. I think I think you got a pretty good choice of secondary school. Uh, you went to the University of Waterford out there. So apart. You know, that school that everybody's hate, the people that went to school there for some reason, whatever. Um, so, and, and that's a school that's known for, you know, producing athletes, producing musicians, producing world-famous people. You know, the list goes on. But it, you, it has produced a lot of really good athletes. And you obviously would have started your sporting journey at Combermere. So tell me about your sporting journey at Combermere coming all the way up to the present day. Alright, so I went to Commerce School and the first sport I came across was hockey while at the school. Mm-hmm. Um you know, as a young as a young fella, I, I played football but I never really played seriously back then. Mm-hmm. So the first sport I took seriously was hockey and that started at Commerce under Dayton Colonel Maynard. Mm-hmm. And I started playing hockey from first form actually and mm. from there I then went to play for the Barbados under 21 national team mm-hmm. traveled to Trinidad a couple times with them I also traveled with Commonware during my school time which helped me to develop you went um, Argentina from, no? actually that's the only tour I missed will that come ah, I've been hearing stories about Argentina for months after one of them to come back here so you're like you missed a good yeah. in. You would have been in junior school though when, when that happened. Yeah, I was in junior school. Okay. All right, sorry to interrupt. Go go on with the journey from um the under twenties and Cormier and all that. All right, so moving on from there, I then I kept playing. Um I went I traveled with the senior team then um a couple of years back. That was about 2018, mm-hmm. we went to England, and just about last year, last year or late last year, um, I joined with Atlas. First, being approached by Shaquem to mm-hmm. come and be fitness coach, and then further on, coming to play with the guys. Oh, fantastic! So, all right, so we we can break this down now for the people. So you are a hockey player. You would say that you are a hockey player, not a footballer, or you are both? Right now, I'll say I'm both. Right. So, but upon joining Atlas, you were you would consider yourself a hockey player? Yeah, correct. So let's look at the link now between hockey and football. How easy was it for you to go from being a national hockey player to being a footballer uh, under different coaching, under different in a different sport, different you need different utilities to play this sport. How was the transition from one to the next? Or is the transition? Um still transitioning quite a bit, but 
in terms of certain tactics and stuff, that was kind of kind of the easiest part for me, positioning on the field. That was kind of the easiest part for me because both hockey and football have 11 aside and have similar formations. So that was the easiest part for me. In terms of technique and actually playing football with my feet instead of this time using my hands because with hockey, we use a stick and control the ball, stick with our hands, right? Right. So that was a major challenge because I never really took football serious. So coming from using my hands for pretty much everything, no to running, running and also using my feet to kick the ball and control, it was a major challenge. But with my teammates and the coaching staff, I believe that I am growing and grasping everything. Mm-hmm. So you, so you were when you joined Atlas, you were kind of like a novice footballer, though. Yeah, it was this one. Mm. So you started from scratch, basically. Not, not scratch, scratch. I would say because obviously, as a boy, I used to play football in the road a couple times, mm-hmm. kick around the ball. But other than that, never really played football seriously. In, in, in what road? What part you come from? Let me St. George. St. George, St. All of St. George roads paved. No, you can't play for the boy road. No, none, none of the roads in St. George in paved, you should say. <laughs> Not that all the uh, paved. None of them in paved, so you want to know how you get playing football in the road. You can still play football in the road, even if you ain't paved. One of some rough men both in St. George, though. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, well, you, you played a sport for Barbados. You represented Barbados overseas um, for the under-21 national hockey team. Obviously, you would have gained some measure of experience as a sportsman uh, with these um, endeavors, these activities. So, how do you see that that experience that you gain with the national hockey team helping you in the future in your football career with Atlas? Well, well playing hockey, I came across obviously pressures of the game. It prepared me in the sense of, you know, you're not always going to win, right? No yeah. no great person starts off winning, winning, winning all the time. You make mistakes and you learn from them. So I think that that making those mistakes during hockey and realizing that, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes in football and I have to learn from them in order to improve, then that is one way one experience that really I brought across. Also, the pressures of the game. Um, during the game, being pressured by the opposition, you know, making mistakes on the field and not letting the mistakes bother you mentally is something I also learned. Because as a player, you want to play the best for your teammates, for your team. And obviously, you want to win. But sometimes, you make mistakes. You're human. So, mm-hmm not beating down on yourself and because when you beat down on yourself, you make it worse. Right. You focus on your mistakes and making more mistakes and then it's a chain reaction. So I brought that over from hockey. Make it, if I make a mistake, I try not to beat down on myself. You know, I acknowledge it, but I move on. That is, those are some wise words for all people who want to embark, embark on sports uh, permanently or at a serious level. You cannot let those mistakes get to you. You have to roll with the punches, as it were, and keep your head up and keep fighting and keep striving. And I'm sure that those are sentiments that you pass on to those who you train and those who you coach, especially in your capacity as a fitness coach. Now, before we get into your capacity as a fitness coach at Atlas, how did you exactly fall into this category of fitness, being a fitness instructor, having your own business, how did it all come about? So, obviously, I had a pretty lengthy sporting career for such a young person, right? So, naturally, fitness is a part of sport. And I realized over time that I love getting fit. I love working out. No matter what it was, 
sometimes it, it as challenging as it may be, I was always up to the challenge. I was always wanted to push myself to become better fitness ways. Mm-hmm. I I remember times when I was training for hockey and there was always one person that was fitter than me, maybe in a certain aspect, maybe in a longer distance. And I would always push myself to, you know, try to do better than that person the next time or get close to that person. And as time went on, I realized I really like this. And I started doing stuff by myself at home just to keep fit because I didn't want to stop being fit and lose and perform worse if you get if you get me during like during the off season I would do stuff at home or go to the pasture and do some stuff and I realized that this was the path I wanted to take. I all this is also a path I took educational ways. So I figured I would start my own my own journey on another path by creating my own business. Mm-hmm. And when I was I was at UE at the time and I realized that I would go in the gym, train myself, and my friends would tag along. And eventually I realized that I really enjoyed the atmosphere and helping out my friends, teaching them new techniques and you know, helping them improve on their farm. Yeah. Uh, you know, helping them reach their goals or and stuff like that so then that's where I really opened my eyes and said this is what I want to do mm-hmm. well that's pretty straightforward I, I, I wish it was that easy for everybody to just um, find something that they like keep doing it and then find a way to make a career out of it uh, make a career out of your passion that is something that um, I think is should not be taken for granted being able to you know, use your passion to make a living and you have fallen into that category of persons quite easily. Um, tell me something, is fitness just about how much you work out and the exercises you do or is it a combination of diet and um, willingness and also exercise? Is it just a combination of many things and not just the working out aspect? Yes, it's a combination of many things because... As much as you as much as you work out, you could you could only reach a certain level of fitness. You could, all right. The everyday person doesn't need to work out as much as an athlete, right? But mm-hmm. to be healthy and fit, their level of fitness is different to the the one of an athlete. So for the everyday person, their diet and their workout would be different to compare to an athlete. So, for instance, a, a regular person would they would go for walks, jogs, maybe hit the gym once a week, and that would that would actually help their fitness and their health. Mm-hmm. But for an athlete, no, he has to put more into it. His his diet needs to change. His you know, his drive and willingness needs to be at a certain extent that he pushes himself each time he works out. And workout routines play a big part in it, but also getting rest, eating the right things, being hydrated. There's so many factors that play into the overall the overall word fitness. Mm-hmm. So in your capacity, um, even though you train the guys and, and train with the guys, do you have uh, an all-inclusive plan for the guys or is that just uh, the physical training that you do with them? Um, I have an all-inclusive plan, which, which isn't completely complete because I am still, I'm still learning mm-hmm. and... And as I learn, I apply the stuff to the guys and try to relay information to them with the best way possible. And my plan for the coming future is that I include everything. I include diet, like exact diet, like what you should and shouldn't eat during the season or before and after games, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I, gener- I generally give recommendations for stuff they 
should eat well in season and and things they should try to avoid and things they should do like stay hydrated be, we, days before before games stay hydrated period but during the season they need to drink lots of water before a game because you don't want to become dehydrated throughout the game playing 90 minutes so for yourself no do you you practice what you preach right as best as possible <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you can hear the distinctions now. So tell me about your diet now. Let me see if I can copy something from you. Tell me about a typical day, not a Sunday, because Sunday, you know, sometimes you would um, overindulge or indulge on a Sunday. But a typical day, like a Monday morning, um, tell me about what you eat for, for the whole 24 hours. Um, so let's say Monday, Monday wake up. I get breakfast. My breakfast will include something like maybe an egg sandwich or I will have an omelette and toast. Right. Just toast on the side. So you should not miss breakfast. Breakfast is a very important meal. Very, very important. As little as it may seem, just eating cereal will do you very much good. Throughout the day, you shouldn't miss any meals. But what I do, I have my breakfast, and then before I have lunch, usually I have like a snack. Sometimes people snacks like granola bars. I tend to eat like dry cereal, or right. sometimes I will have. Some people like to have fruit and stuff, but not much people. You know, there's a transition. Not much people. Just like to eat fruit all the time, all the time. So you can switch it up. Some people can have right. fruit. Some people have dry cereal, granola. And then for lunch, I try to have a starch. So something like most of the time I have pasta and chicken or rice and chicken. Sometimes I will have mashed potatoes. And then from there, I will have another snack or another couple of snacks because sometimes I tend to eat a lot. So... I'll have another couple of snacks before I get home to have dinner or my late night meal. My late, my late night meal will be similar to lunch, to be honest. So it will be rather big. So when you, just cut off, when you just cut off yourself from eating, because I hear, I hear some people say, uh, no, listen to me. Hear me out, I mean. <laughs> I hear some people <laughs> saying, okay, you got to cut off your eating. Um, by eight, nine, then some other people say, Well, it doesn't matter when you eat whatever, just know that when you eat late at night and then go to sleep, that the food doesn't digest, etc. etc. But it's not gonna have any adverse effects because your body works on, uh, I think, you think they say macros is about the entire totality of the things you eat rather than just when you eat or whatever. But for you, it was, was. Uh, your advice on how late somebody should eat when they are trying to be fit and like maintain fitness. Okay, so there are a couple of factors that may influence that because if you train and work out at night after work, your meal may be later than someone else who works out during the morning. Right. So, and I would not advise you not to eat after after working out because you tend to be really hungry and that's the best time to consume proteins and the things that will help you recover. Right. So me personally, I tend to have my last meal, like full meal around the latest I would say is like 8.30. Sometimes that would be my latest time I'll have a full meal. And then maybe if I'm up late, I'll have a snack before bed. But other than that, mm -hmm. all right. Let's let's talk about let's because this is a, an entire fitness chat, right? So I don't just want to talk yeah. about training on the pitch. I want to talk about overall fitness and get your uh, opinion on a few things. So we talk about eating. What about drinking alcohol? Now, how detrimental can alcohol be to somebody who's trying to be fit? And if they want to indulge in a bit of libation, how often 
and what time should they engage in drinking alcohol? Depends on how much alcohol you plan to consume. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry, like, if you plan to be going out partying and drinking every time you party, then that will have an impact on your fitness. It will slow you down and probably probably slow the growth of your muscles also and recovery. So, for me, I tend to, well, in competition mostly, especially, sorry, I tend to cut down on the amount of alcohol I consume, even even when I go. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have a, a a one or two beer, and I'll be fine. But drinking till almost intoxicated or intoxicated is not the way to go because that's not what you want as an athlete. Right. Um. So, for overall, for the for even for the regular person, it's okay to have. Alcohol every now and then. I know not every not everyone will have like like want to have like every weekend. That's that's okay. Like, and then maybe once or twice a week if you're that kind of person. Because there are some people that like won't drink alcohol until unless they're out socially. Then there's others who have like you know a glass of wine afterward or a beer afterward. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that alone is okay. But try to limit yourself to ha- to having like a one a one glass or a one beer. Hmm. Fair enough. Now, now we going into a little more serious territory here, so so I want you to listen well and focus and answer this question with most honesty. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, recently, I remember um, a football coach advising his players that during the season or coming up, no, I think is within three days of a game that they should not engage at night with their partners. Now, we, we, we have a lot of guys at Atlas who, if they have a partner, a staunch partner, we know that there's girls, man, because girls like footballers. Now, what advice would you give your guys during the season? Because obviously we've been delayed because of the current corona climate. But what advice would you give to your players during the season about, you know, engaging like that with their girlfriends, etc.? I would say try not to do it directly before a game. Try not to engage in and such going of course will be ready before again. No, 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 Worship. don't say, don't say. This is a family <laughs> podcast. My bad. <laughs> family show. Don't say coitus or you, you know what I mean? Don't say. It. But yes, we, <laughs> we understand what you're saying. Go ahead, no problem. Yeah, no engaging it directly before again because your energy levels will drop. Mm-hmm. So I guess three days is okay, but you know, some people might do it the day before and recover. So, Very true. just not the same day of a game is what I would suggest for them. Mm-hmm. So, a safe zone is at least two to three days before a game so that you have that game, uh, well, the day or two in front to rehydrate and replenish. Um, drink your oats, your linseed, eat your banana. Eat your raw yeah. nuts to replenish, and thing. But what I would, what I, what I realized over over time and and living life and being a man, is that all of the things that I was told as a youngster would help me with that activity that we just spoke about, would generally help you in life and build up your strength in life in general. So all the raw yeah. nuts and all the oats and all the things that they say to ingest to, to be better, you know, for those other activities, they will serve you much or even better for football and for all these other activities. So it is so physical activity is something that can be easily and your your capacity for physical activity can be easily compromised by a lot of things. So that is why fitness itself is such a multi-dimensional thing um, because it relies on so many different things. It relies possibly on your physique, how you look. It relies also on your strength 
and diet and all of these things. So I can see why you have gotten into this field because it's so ranging, so wide ranging and encompasses so many other things. So tell me about the business side of it. Before we get back to talking about Atlas, tell me about the business side of it. You have your own business. I assume you have your own clients. How has that been? How's the growth there? And, and what do you do exactly? Yes, I have my own business, Coach Kiss Fit- Fitness. Plug, plug, plug. Um, Wait, hold on. So, go, let me write it down. Coach K. Coach, Coach K's Fitness. You want IG or something? Yeah, so it, on IG, you can search, look me up at Coach underscore KS underscore fitness. Right. And you can message me there and you can have a conversation about your goals and what you wish to achieve and we can go from there. Mm-hmm. So tell me what about what, what services you offer? Tell me about your clients, how the business has grown and all that. So I offer services for athletes um, just to improve their sports-specific fitness. And then I also offer services for the regular citizen who wishes to become fit, you know, maybe achieve certain things body-wise because a lot of people these days, especially in a country such as Barbados where everybody either going to the beach or outfitting, especially in crop over season, want to look good. So, Of course, of course. Right. So um, also offer those services and I tend to personalize workouts. So... I would have, I'll have you contact me, ask you a couple of questions about, you know, what you wish to achieve and things you want. To, and then I will make my suggestions on what we should do. And as time goes on, maybe things will switch up because, you know, in, in fitness, you have to start somewhere and things will, will change in order to, to make growth. Or in order to achieve the things that you want to achieve. So that's what I tend to do. Um, how my clients usually range, started off as my friends and range from pu- students at UE, people playing sports such as volleyball, basketball, hockey, and football. Um, I want to expand into many other sports and have programs, as, even more programs as such as I'm running with Atlas right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's very noble of you. Now, if a girl come and say, well, Coach K, are you going to Trinidad in February for Carnival? And I trying to get down this belly and I trying to get this posterior a bit more prominent. What what kind of um, program would you detail for the girls who are looking for that kind of service? Okay, so for the ladies who want this kind of service, I would suggest things such as, especially for um, the tummy region. Yeah, it's very hard to lose stomach fat. Very very hard. No matter. Like some people are different, but it's very hard. So yeah, it's very, very difficult to, to lose weight there. Yeah. So you have to include a lot of cardio. And cardio tends to target a lot the entire body. So I would suggest a lot of cardio and then I would mostly focus on lower body workouts, including well, gradually including heavy weights. So that they can build build muscle in those areas, and then body weight exercises, which will help tone the posterior region. That would be muscle specific. So things that would target the glutes, things that would target the abductors, things that would target the um, hamstrings and the quads separately. Well, you sound you sound like you have some some clients come in and um, ask for this type of program. Yeah, hmm. it happens. <laughs> so you got so suppose now you got a bread that come in and say, "Listen, Coach K, I just 
focusing on the arms and the chest because that's what the girls like. Would you go ahead and, and allow him to just focus on those parts or would you recommend something a little more well-rounded? I would I would definitely recommend something more rounded and and as that is his focus, I would still try to to help him achieve that goal. But I would not leave out the the lower half of the body. Cause who wants to look like Johnny Bravo? Ah, <laughs> uh, you really look like a Johnny Bravo like that for you. But what he's saying is <laughs> People have, you know, different ideas of fitness and really and truly how you're supposed to appear or carry yourself. So my thing is, is fitness just how strong you are? And to determine fitness, you have to see the person actually at work or can you look at someone and tell if they're fit or unfit? How, how do you really gauge as a professional? Okay, as a professional, I tend to look at them at work, but also look at them in their daily routine. Because um, if you're going about your daily routine and you find that you're fatigued very easily, then definitely you're unfit. Mm. And that's just a general fitness. If you're just going out your day and you catch yourself panting, you know, because you're walking from here to Round the corner, then definitely you're unfit. And but I tend to gauge athletes off of them at work. Okay, understandable. You know how I used to gauge myself when I was at UE. How so? When I used to go up the 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 campus, Smart Hill. So <laughs> if I know if I know that I start, I I run like three times last week. I, I run 5K three times last week, and I come now this Monday, and I walk at Campus Mart Hill. Now, granted, you can make your pant anyhow, but if I realize that I yeah. ain't really panting down much, and I'm looking around all my friends and everybody, everybody can't wait to sit down and think, and I say, okay, I feel my fitness um, improving. You know, I get a little bit stronger, so I continue, continue to walking up Campus Mart Hill is almost a breeze, because it's never a, a, a real breeze. It's almost a breeze. So that was how we used to gauge myself. I don't know if you used to gauge yourself in that way. Um, not in that specific way. I never I never really thought about that. All right. That was a unique, unique way of looking at it, though. Yeah, I'm a unique person. Now, I have some questions I need to ask you, Mr. Coach K, because uh, when I knew that we were having a fitness expert on the show, I wrote some questions here for you to answer to give me some clarity, right? Because I, I want to aspire yeah. to the same level that you are at. So, how many push-ups can you do in one go? Do not lie. Don't mm -hmm. lie or don't show up. Don't, or don't underestimate to keep my feelings intact. Tell me, <laughs> tell me the truth. The amount of push-ups I could do in one go is about 40. 40, it's a 40. The most I can do is 25, so I have some work to do. Um, What about sit-ups? How much sit-ups you could do in one go? I actually never gauge myself on that, but I'm pretty good at doing sit-ups for, for a long period right, of time. I don't want to know the answer then. What about bench pressing? You bench, you bench press anything? Yeah, I bench press. How much you could bench press? Um, Last time I bench press, I went about one twenty five. I feel that's lightweight, though, bro. I mean, I ain't, I ain't that, I ain't that big of a person, so I feel that way. I feel that way. I, I, really... I feel that way soft, though. I feel you got to do a little better than that. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I, I offer Probably. that. What about squats? What about um, yeah, squats? I don't know if you do any squats, but how much squats you could do in one um, one go? My max is 200 pounds. 200? No, no, we're talking about some weight, man. We know, we know talking about some <laughs> weight. All right, that, that's all I wanted to um to ask you there. So, in terms of your involvement now with Atlas, you, you have to, you sit on both sides of the fence, as it were, because you are part of the 
um, coaching staff as well as a player. So how do you balance the two at a typical uh, training session? Um, well, usually, well, at first it was a little difficult to separate separate your professional say from being an actual player, but then I got it done. The way I do it is that uh, when we're doing fitness, I focus on being a coach as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I want to take part in the exercise. I, I need to take part in, in the exercises with the guys. So I focus on demonstrating and watching the fellas and making sure they're doing everything the way I want them to do it. And then as we go through the exercises, we tend to encourage them as any coach should and push them to the best of their ability. Um, well, being a player, I, I am not, I'm not as much as focused on the fitness side, well, being a player, but I tend to look around and see, you know, who's tired in, who's tired before they should be, mm-hmm. you know, after doing so little or so much, and who's still pushing themselves through the training session. So there's, there's a certain type of balance, but also I tend to, the coaching side of me still tends to come out when I'm a player, but it's not as prominent. Fair enough. So you, so you balance it too, to a large extent. Yeah. So in terms of your involvement then with Atlas, um, as a coach, do you, you aim for greater involvement in tactical and planning sessions, or you kind of want to be uh, a little bit independent from the rest of the, the coaching staff who coach football, as it were, and let you coach uh, the fitness of the team? Um, I tend to, I tend to not be involved in more the ta- tactical stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I give overall suggestions for things that will directly relate to fitness. But when it comes to football, per se, I tend not to get involved in that. Fair enough. So about your involvement now as a player, how how far do you think you will go as a player? Will hockey come back calling? Will you um, stick to being a fitness coach altogether? What, what is what is the future hope for Kyle Brathwaite as a footballer? As a footballer, I tend to go as far as I can go. So I tend to I tend to push it. I'm going to tend to push it as far as I can. Um, I'm not one to give up easily. And I tend to help my team as as much as I can. Both being, a, especially being a player and, and a fitness coach. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to give up hockey. So that is, there's going to be a balance between football and hockey. Mm-hmm. But... So, so what about what about hockey first drew you to the game? Because I was always drawn to cricket, but I think that's a Caribbean thing. And then from cricket, I I realized that Commonwealth as well that I was not willing to put in all of this hard work just to be a cricketer. It seemed like too much hard work. But then when it came to football, I said, you know, what, well, man, I can I can put in the hard work to be a footballer because I love this game. I find myself being very drawn to this game. Lo and behold, I realized that I, I wasn't as good as others. So I had to find different avenues <laughs> in the same sport to be in, just to be you know around footballers and around the game. That's what we do when we love the sport. So for you, let's talk about hockey a little bit. What drew you to the game at first? Well, after first taking part at PE, I then went to train with the school at the turf, and from going there, I realized that this was, it was new. It was nothing I ever saw. I never, I never saw hockey in Barbados until I went to come here. This was the weirdest thing <laughs> I ever see, but it was, it was new, and I was like, I can try this here, and from then, I just fell in love with it, and... As challenging as it was at first, I overcame the challenges then, met some more, overcame those, and I think I think the challenges are what really pushed me to keep playing. 
because I want to come better. I want to do better. And that always kept me playing. Mm-hmm. That is strong motivation. And I keep telling you, as a, as a fitness coach, that is uh, a great mantra, a great personal mantra to have. You never give up. Keep on going. Keep your head up. Don't let disappointments get to you because there's always better waiting for you on the horizon. So I can attest to that personal mantra of yours. And certainly, hockey has given you a lot of experiences. You get to travel. Anytime you get to travel overseas is a great experience anyway. I've never heard anyone say, um, I went on vacation this place and I hate it. No, no. I don't think that happens. So being able to travel outside of your country is a great experience and hockey has given you uh, a lot. So you do you see yourself giving back to the sport of hockey later in life, whether as a coach, as a fitness coach, um, whatever, as, as a player once again? How do you see yourself and hockey uh, in the future? In the future, I definitely plan to give back. Um, I, I think I want to end up giving back to the, the school I started at. I also want to give back to the development side the junior programs, that side, and the fitness side. Because in Barbados, it's not such a big sport, but it can be. It can. I think it can be as big as football. It is just as exciting, in my opinion. And once you get the, uh, the, the, um, the understanding behind how the sport is played, then you will have a love for it and appreciation for it. So I think that those are the avenues I want to give back in. And in the future, I will make moves in accordingly. Well, I can live with that. It's always good to give back, especially to a sport or an institution that has given you so much. Because in this life, nothing is, nothing is, nothing is given. Everything is earned. Whoa, that's a, that's a little quotable. That's a quote there, so you can keep that. You can keep that for free. Yeah. Nothing is given, everything <laughs> is earned. So, uh, especially when it comes to fitness, you don't just wake up one morning and be fit. You have to earn it. You have to go out and run and lift and pull and do all these different things in order to get fit. And as you said, fitness is the bedrock of sport. And sport is the height of human achievement. So fitness is the bedrock of human achievement. If you want to achieve, if you want to be successful in life, if you want to go after the dreams that you have in your mind, you have to be fit. You don't have to have six-pack abs and 24-inch biceps, but you have to have it in your mind. You have to have that fitness of mind as well, and you also have to have that willingness of heart. That's a lot to do with, with fitness too, you know, being willing and being motivated. So if I'm somebody that I work out at home every day, how do I stay motivated? How do I stay committed to being fit? I think that the challenge of, I think, I, I honestly don't know. Well, I, I've come across challenges of losing motivation at home, especially recently being stuck at home all the, all the, all the time. So um, how I came over that is that I found new ways to creative ways to to be to get fit i might i don't have the typical dumbbells or you know weights at home or machines at home so i tend to use things around the house i tend to find ways to you know put up put up a resistance a challenge for me so i think being creative and finding new ways to get fit is the way to go especially with with Mm -hmm. having you know maybe at home gym if you have that already then that's great but find other ways, you know, to, to challenge yourself. Don't do the same yeah, thing. Right, right. Uh, I was telling some fellas on some, uh, in a conversation we had on the previous episode that I use, there's a wall up by me that's broken down. So I use a brick and I curl a brick um, to get my biceps going. And I realized, because, you know, we as men, we check out ourselves in the mirror too. I noticed that my biceps really coming in. But the left one is bigger than the right one. I don't know if that's because of bad form or what. But the mere fact that I am seeing muscle growth means that all of these other things that we see that we may not think we can use, we can use. 
you just have to be very creative yeah you can the things that you're doing very much so um i've actually done that same thing i i use a brick but what i also do i put a a plank or a piece of stick through through the brick and I uh, curl it with both hands instead of just curling the brick with one hand because the brick sometimes the brick depending on your size the brick can be too heavy for one hand and you yeah. know the farm game obviously be off if it's too heavy so the two hands hmm. will give you more control I gonna, I gonna try I gonna try that one so that's one, there for one sure, because it's you're that. making a lot of sense there I think it's too heavy for my left hand I don't know what's happening there but the left hand building up, the left by and the right one. So I don't want to observe. You remember, you remember, you just watch Family Guy. Uh. That had an episode that Craigwell. Yeah. Is is Craigwell? Quagmire. Oh shoot. Quagmire. He find he found some uh somewhere. <laughs> and the next time they saw him, one arm was bigger than the next. No, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. I want to like, travel. <laughs> I want to balance all the way. That's why normally when I do my workouts, it will be like a five k run, and I come by try to do fifty push ups, fifty squats, uh, fifty sit ups. Just keep everything balanced, and I think that that is a, a pretty good workout. But I'm looking to get some dumbbells for myself because fitness is very important, and for you as as a fitness coach and former athlete and future footballer and for all of us and for me my, my my schedule is very very busy at times sometimes I don't get to sleep till the all the work is done so I need that fitness in my life I need that bit of strength that anchoring you know to be able to carry out all the tasks efficiently because I find that when your body feels fit your mind does and your entire being does. That's why you, you go around some people who exercise regularly. Their vibe is just different body's vibe because they work out and they feel comfortable in their skin and they're confident. So fitness is a wide ranging area of sport and is also so beneficial to the human experience. So people that you are doing a service to, to mankind actually by being instructors and guiding people on their fitness journey. So what is what does the future hold for you as a fitness instructor and your business? What do you want to accomplish? Any more certifications you want to get? You want to go and work in a gym? What what is what does the future hold for Kyle, the, the fitness instructor, Coach K as they call him? Yeah, so over the next couple of years, I plan to become a a certified personal trainer and I'm going to finish my degree in sports science at UE. I'm also going to hopefully get a, uh, a job in the gym, even if it's just a temporary job, you know, gain some experience in that aspect. But in the long run, I want to be, I want to open my own fitness center, which will cater to sport and athletes, um, entire sport teams, and even the everyday. I won't open person. my own gym too, right? But this gym now gonna be for men who's struggling with women, right? So the men, the men gonna come now, and the men, <laughs> the men gonna work out in the gym. But I can also be giving the men advice on how to get the girls. Cause you know, as I tell you, the girls like the arms and the chest, right? Because I think that I think that telling men, yeah. especially men and women too. But telling men, especially the things that can get the girls. If you tell a man, yo, big man, you see that skinny chest and then skinny arms? The girls ain't want that. The girls want my big chest and arms. You know he can find himself in the gym the same day. You tell a big belly. Yeah, man, he can try his best man, to get in the gym for sure. The big bellies, if he really serious about getting women, right, he can go and go in the gym, you know. So there's so much motivation for people to get fit. That's why I say, I continue to say that fitness is such a wide-ranging thing and it is the bedrock of positive human experience because it's the bedrock of sport. So, listen, man. Fellas, ladies, everybody listening, fitness is for life. 
not just for sport, not just for football or hockey or cricket. Fitness is for life. And Coach K, you can use that as your as your motto. If you you can use that for free too. I give you I give you a lot of quotables and a yeah. lot of things today, okay? But you can use it for free simply because you went Kamamir, not because of no other reason. But you went Kamamir. That's if it was anybody <laughs> else, they would have had to pay King Roops the Roops King, pay the Roops Federation to use them things. Co- yes, copyright would have done. Be copyright, copy- but because it's you, you could use that for free for sure. So <laughs> you told me that um. You joined up with Shakem at first, and then right, and yeah. Then you met, I joined up with you met Shakem afterwards. So, so Shakem. So was was yeah. Your, I met Craig Craig afterwards. He has run the club and managed the club up to this point. Um, I think he's been doing a great job so far. Um, for also someone who's for also someone who started something pretty new to him. And has never done this before. He's opened his ears and listened to advice from others, and he's been growing and making steps in the right direction. Um, I think that yeah, he he has the club on the right path, and he has a great vision for the club. And I think said, he's doing a great job. Commemorians, we know how to talk. You know, we know how to big up somebody and make somebody feel good. You know, so that was beautifully said. And I concur with everything you said, everything <laughs> that everyone has said as well. Um, we are going in a good direction. We are under good leadership. So let us continue. Let us continue to band together and stay together yeah. and create the best possible thing that we can. For your time, I thank you for the advice. You give me a lot of good information here as well, pertaining to fitness, uh, giving us a new way to look at fitness a new dimension of looking at fitness and could have no other person no better person but coach k the fitness coach at atlas united and he's also a player notice he didn't say he was a midfielder defender striker nothing he just said that he's a player so i guess he has he has no position what position you play in hockey um technically you may feel. See, is like here that the man can't really Same play. Football. Can I play anywhere? All right, all right, brother. I, I can take your word for it. Okay. I. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you wanted people. The stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, numbers right, don't lie. You see, men lie, <laughs> women lie, but numbers don't, and numbers never do. <laughs> Indeed. I thank you, my brother, for your time. This has been another installment of All In with Atlas United. My guest today in the Roots Jungle was Mr. Kyle Brathwaite. He is the fitness coach and he's also a player, uh, a utility player, I would say, at Atlas United. Doing great things and continuing along with all the others at Atlas United to push the sport of football to the next level. So I thank you, my brother. Nick Nathan, King Whoopsie number one, Whoops man, it is no bad.